Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Untamed Rant. Hello. <laughs> I am the Untamed Scribe, and as always, with me is the cat-loving Mr. Crowley. Occasionally cat-loving. Depends if she's screaming while we're trying to record. This is animal handling. You love cats. <laughs> you love them! <laughs> cats and humans tolerate each other. Some more than others. So yeah, in case it wasn't clear, we're talking about animal handling. <laughs> I'm on the high end of the toleration. <laughs> Alright, so where would you like to start? I don't know, it's kind of tough to define. I mean, you have the book open, so yes, we, could, I do. we could technically define animal handling. According to 5th edition, yeah. According to 5th edition, or we could pull out any other every episode, Every edition, excuse me. What I find interesting about animal handling is it's one of the most ambiguous skills. Yes. <laughs> They're rebuilding my road outside. So if you guys hear noises, it's 6 o'clock and they should have finished an hour ago, but um, we rolled double ones. I don't know what to tell you. So the world decided to fuck us up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very ambiguous. In 3rd edition they had lots of skills. Use rope, use magic device. Like, they had too many skills, mm -hmm. but they were all very specific. Survival's kind of ambiguous, but it kind of also says what it is. So you can decide whether something would be under survival. But animal handling, is that like training a bird? Training a dog? Like, making a dog sit? Not getting your face mauled off? Like, yeah, where so does it stop? Exactly. And, and I don't, and I think that that's one of the problems with it in terms of D&D, &D, just because there have been times where I have been asked to roll an animal handling, and I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I didn't think I would need to for this situation, but okay. <laughs> I don't so, think it's as much a problem as a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, true. Because you have to define it Yeah, you're not wrong. you know So, um, in terms of 5th edition, it's under, uh, it's a wisdom check itself, just in case anybody's curious about that. Um, but all this says, I'm going to read it verbatim just so that you understand kind of where we're coming from. So, animal handling. When there is any question whether you can calm down a domesticated animal, keep them out from getting spooked, or intuit an animal's intentions, the DM might call for an animal handling check or a wisdom check. You also make a wisdom animal handling check to control your mount when you attempt a risky maneuver. That's all it says. So, yeah. Um, in third edition... Or Pathfinder, you had Ride, which was completely right. separate. Yes, it was, yeah. I remember that. Um, Dope. And in 4th edition, there is none. It's There's so few skills in 4th edition, I'm pretty sure anything like that just comes under nature. Yeah. Because in 4th edition, there's like nature, religion, arcana, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, like, oh, I think God. athletics and acrobatics were condensed into I think they athletics. Were. Yeah, they were one. Uh, it was, it's crazy, like, it was probably my least favorite part about 4th edition, because, I don't know, I feel like you could have had twice as many without overbearing the system, mm -hmm. and have a little more nuance to your characters, right. but at the same time, like, yeah, cut it down, cut the fat out. Mm -hmm. Um, but animal handling is tough, because I think there are certain aspects to animal handling you could cover under nature. Mm -hmm. There are certain aspects to animal handling you could cover under... Survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, a pit viper. Yeah. Okay. 
making sure your team gets around a pit viper you've seen in the path. Without getting bit. Could, it could be survival. <laughs> yeah. Not animal handling. Like, knowing how to just stay far enough away and watch it. Yeah. And not get bit. Like, that's yeah. survival. Not, you and me, bud, we cool. <laughs> I gotta talk to you. Like, right. <laughs> Though, to be fair, I mean, you could make the argument either way. Uh, yes, and you if, could. If you're playing the game right, you let the argument get made. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's just different ways to play it. Not necessarily right or wrong, but... Yeah, it, there's just different ways to play it. And and I like think, we mentioned before, just make sure, you know, you, you start to define it as you go. Well, yeah, but what I mean by playing it right is, like, you allow there to be a discussion about it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That like, I agree with. If you don't allow this discussion to at least happen, <laughs> you're playing wrong. You're, right. Unless you've already had the discussion, then and you're And that's just, a different story. <laughs> there's no need to hash it out again and again. Okay, guys, this is the fifth time. Yeah. Um... But, like, if someone's really good at animal handling and bad at survival and this happens and they're like, I want to use animal handling, but you thought it would be survival, I'm, unless you're really, like, a stick-in-the-mud DM and or have a very specific reason not to, players should at least be able to make the argument for it. Yeah. The table should feel open to be like, what if I did this? this. <laughs> Which is why I Which is use... how great stories start. What if? <laughs> Which is why I always allow, and it's not allowed by the rules, it's not in the no, rules. No, no. Um, like Arcana. Mm-hmm. I allow people, oh, do I detect any magic? Do I sense any magical items? Like, detect magic like, yeah. is a spell. Yes. I allow people to roll Arcana and be like, yeah, there's that... There's that Twinge. metal taste at the back of your mouth. There's some magic around, especially if it's strong. But, it's like, the most vague stuff, you There's know? There's magic in the air. Yeah. Whereas, like, detect magic is going to be like, oh, yeah, there is a bread box-sized defense charm hiding in that pile of trash. Yeah, right, right. You know, it's a bit more specific. Exactly. Um, or, like, Arcana, you could detect if the creature was magical or not. Super simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think animal handling needs to be treated the same way. Yeah. Because there's lots and lots of fun things you can do with animal handling if... Like, if you go by what's written right there, the biggest use for it is if you want to ride. Right. Or you come into contact with domestic you animals. Do, yeah. And that's kind of limited. Yeah, I've used animal handling in my games before for a player who... <sighs> Say it's a, a wild animal, mm -hmm. and they want to try to be its friend. Mm -hmm. And say they have some points in, in, like, animal handling or whatever. Like, even if they don't, like, that's what you're going to have to roll. Because you're talking about a wild, untamed creature. That's where wisdom comes in. <laughs> and you're trying to just be like, yeah, man, we're cool. Like, I want a pet, and you're it. Mm, that might not work out for you. <laughs> that is one of the biggest things. Biggest instances that comes across, at least in my games, for certain players. <laughs> Maybe it's just the people at the table. I don't no. know. But that's that's one yeah. of the most common animal handling checks I have people make is, Oh, I want a pet. You're it. <laughs> like, all right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Especially depending on what it is. Like, right. Oh, God. I some mean, some of those some of those uh, DC checks are not going to yeah, be You're gonna, not going to make you it. you got to be careful where you draw the line between yeah. pet versus... Like, an owl bear, 
Right. I, if you want to use animal handling, it better be damn high. Yeah. Um. For sure. <laughs> because depending on how old the owlbear is, and I don't know off the top of my head what the technical stats for an owlbear, but I feel like an owlbear is one of those creatures that is going to be smarter than a dog. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Just hands I, down. <laughs> I'm going to use dog as my point of reference because dogs are... Simple. Everybody knows them. The, well, they're simple, but they're incredibly smart. Yeah. And they've evolved to the point where they understand humans. Like, right. Now they like, Well, they follow <laughs> human the eyes. Hand. They follow a pointing finger. finger. So yeah. a dog, you could, you could argue for a dog using diplomacy instead of animal handling. Yeah. That's how in tune with people they are. They are, yeah. Versus. But if they're smart, <laughs> if they are more intelligent than a dog, then we're talking maybe using diplomacy and insight instead of animal handling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Again. that doesn't mean they can talk right. or really communicate. Form complex yeah, sentences. Yeah. It just means that they they understand and. It's like you wouldn't necessarily use animal handling to ingratiate yourself with a um, troop of gorillas. Right. <laughs> like, they have a society. Right. It's not Are we talking people. Tarzan right now? <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're not going to use animal handling. You're going to use yeah. na nature-based diplomacy. Yeah, like, that's it gets very complicated how you want to handle it, but... One could even argue, I mean, if we're talking Tarzan example, like, growing up in that situation, survival. Yeah, so, I mean, you, I don't think every situation is going to be the same for everyone encountering it either. Correct, yeah. Oh, no, I agree with um, that. Which makes animal handling that much more complex. Because, like, Arcana, you can throw out the window if it's divine magic. Like, <laughs> True. Like, you, you have pretty much carte blanche to just be like... <laughs> Uh, no, that's god magic, so you don't know shit. <laughs> that's mean. What do you mean? Um, but... No, you just don't know. But you're you're pretty much free to do that. Yeah. Especially if you have a cleric that you want to be like, hey, this guy you should be talking to. Uh, and yeah, you just go over there real quick. <laughs> Someone rolls an arcana check on divine magic, I'm gonna be like, hey, you should go talk to your cleric. You sense that. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a subtle. <laughs> oh, it's but magic. So, sometimes you need that, though. <laughs> it's magic, but uh, the paladin probably won't know <laughs> Oh, hey, Mr. Paladin. <laughs> um, but yeah, animal handling you can do so much with. And pets are a big one. And then teaching pets how to do things. Yeah, it's big. Can be it's a lot of fun. huge, yeah. Um, Which, you know, there are... Obviously, there are pros and cons to having a, a pet or companion like that, but I think they're... F I mean, I haven't played one in a while. At least not a character that's had one in a very long so time, but... my favorite they system... They can definitely be really My fun. favorite system for having a companion, mm. an animal companion, mm. is Pathfinder. Uh, Druids yeah, and Rangers. That's a great game Because, unlike 3rd edition, uh, your pet has... It g gains levels with you. you. Mm -hmm. And they have their own set of bonuses. Yep. Some of which are based off yours, but um, but Pathfinder pets uh, they get smarter, but they can know a certain number of tricks, and I'm pretty sure you need to use animal handling checks to utilize those tricks and see how well they right. play off. But essentially, you get a hard list of commands that you can teach your companion. Right. So it's like guard, but it's like 
it's like guard, not yeah. like sit. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is really cool. And it's like, it's just, it's a bit extra work, but it's, it can definitely it's be contained, yeah. it's, it's structured, um, and I really like it. Yeah, Pathfinder was, was good for, for those kind of, I mean, we played Pathfinder for yeah. how long, too. Like, that, that's a great game for, um, some of those small little details that, you know, you can't really get yeah. in the 5th edition anymore. Or even... Not without adding yeah. to the rules. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it depends on how much rules we want, <laughs> you we want right. floating around. <laughs> it's another part of the equation. I'll be very interested to see how uh, Pathfinder 2 does it. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. That will be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, handle animal. All kinds of shit you can do. And it also depends on the campaign you're running. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, like, a long-term, like, very detail-oriented or, like, lots of stuff happens campaign, you should probably require more checks, let animal handling do less. You should probably mm-hmm. do with all skills, but... I would agree with that. But yeah. if you're, like, running a convention game... Oh, yeah. Let it do some crazy shit. Yeah. Because, let me tell you, my best convention game ever involved the <laughs> best animal handling role I've ever seen. All right, so we're going to break... I've heard this story, but I, let's just break it down real quick, because it's really great. <laughs> probably PAX East, I don't know, 2013? It was a while ago. So a few years, yeah. But it was me and Russ... Mm-hmm. And then it was two women who were together, and then two guys who were together. So uh, the six of us were three different groups, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came to play this game, and it was um, it was early 5th edition. It was 5th edition testing, so maybe it was 2014? I don't remember what year 5th edition came out. It was, Somewhere in there. It was longer ago than I feel like it should have been, but <laughs> time has flown. So say we all. <laughs> um but it was the it was the play test of fifth edition. Yeah, we were playing at the table, and this the our DM, and we were lucky to have this guy because he won like best DM of the con for the weekend, like the oh, little awesome. like award thing, and like yeah. he he was the best. That guy. part I didn't know. That's awesome. Um, but I believe it was against like a version or a portion of against the slave lords, and essentially we were going to find out what was happening at this mine and why people were disappearing. And we ended up going down, like, this elevator shaft, well shaft, air shaft, whatever, and we snuck up on goblins, and I put them to sleep, and then we were um, horrible people, but they were goblins, so it's okay, and we just <laughs> murdered them all in their sleep. As one does. <laughs> um, we found slaves, and we were like, okay, we need to free the slaves and equip them with all the goblin weapons and yeah. the best tools we can find. And, and then we, and we out. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we went through the, the fucking chimney, and we were like, all right, we'll murder all the minions and free all the slaves, and we'll start a slave revolt from the inside. But there was one room where we just fought a handful of guards, and they had uh, these sand tigers, and essentially think tiger... With a shark tail, like they just swam through the dirt, <laughs> and like our fighter, <laughs> our fighter was trained in animal handling. <laughs> and really, for this adventure, you, you never think it would come up. Like, what's the point? Right. But he's like, on his turn, he's like, I just want to reach into the ground, grab the sand shark, <laughs> the best, 
And, like, tell it no. <laughs> and tame it. And, like, turn it to our side. side. <laughs> Rolled a natural 20. <laughs> DM did not skip a beat. He's like, that is your sand shark now. <laughs> sand tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and now we had a sand tiger on our side. Um, and we ended up... And it was so much fun that, like, the two hours was up before we knew it. We were, like, 20 minutes over. But we're in, like, the main chamber with an army of slaves behind us. There's, like, this sorceress and, like, some big badass half-orc with, like, a crossbow or whatever. And, like, some other orcs. Like, a whole bunch of other orcs. And we only got to do, like, the initial part of the battle. Like, the confrontation to see how it would go. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was so badass, because, like, our fighter's riding in on this fucking sand tiger. <laughs> and me, I was just like, all right, I'm going to magic missile, but I don't want to target anybody. I, I love it Magic so missile much. automatically hits, right? He's like, yeah, well, like, I want to hit uh, the staff she's holding. I want to hit the, the crossbow the orc is wielding and, yeah. like, one other thing. And, like, basically de-weaponize nice. mm-hmm. the leaders of them. And then we charge into battle, and it was so cool. And he just, he described real quick how we mutilated the people who were keeping all these (laughs) slaves and freed all the slaves, and it was, it was so much fun. But, like, the (laughs) best moment of that was when he rolled a 20, just being like, I want to tame the sand shark. And just, like, no, (laughs) pulled it out of the ground. Like, by the scruff, like a bad kitten. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, you just see him spraying it in the face with a little squirt bottle, like, bad tiger shark. <laughs> like, That's the best. It was. That. It was so good. That's so funny. But when you're in situations like that, that's the power that animal handling could have. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And, you know... As as with any D&D game, there's a flip side of that. You could have rolled a nat one or something so bad, well, but... But then but it comes you know, up and it's, like, on his, his arm. arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, you gotta, you gotta try. <laughs> you just gotta try. <laughs> but, like, by rules, like, none of that no, should have happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure the Sand Tiger is, like, a magical beast, which, like, technically you're not supposed to be able to use animal handling on because it's not an animal. Right. And, like, even if you do, it should be harder, and mm-hmm. it's, like, but, fuck it. You rolled a nat 20, yeah, man. Yeah, it was give so cool. It was so it cool. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. See, I don't think that I have any, any stories like that. I always, I always remember that story, especially, I won't, I won't lie, another story for another time, because we're talking about animal handling, but Magic Missile, like... I always think about that. I always think about Magic Missile in terms of objects. I don't yeah. think about it necessarily attacking people. I'm like, what can I destroy? <laughs> it's like, at level two, like, if the enemy has a bow. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's, Seagull. like, there's object <laughs> rules and stuff, but if you're talking a Magic Missile that's doing two to six damage, I don't, I don't care what the bow's goddamn hardness is. <laughs> right. You can hit it and break the string. You can make it a... In- I was going to say usable, but that is not a word because that is too many vowels written. One day you're going to get... Unusable. You're going to get through a podcast. 
I feel like my brain is just like a randomized table of prefixes, words, and suffixes. <laughs> and like, I, I come up with a phrase it. and it makes the word, but it uses the wrong <laughs> prefix. Like, un or i. Usable. No, it should have been unusable. <laughs> but That's, the pattern made sense. <laughs> you know what? It's a beautiful mind, Carla. It's a beautiful mind. <laughs> <laughs> Something like, in air quotes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's just how my brain works. That's I don't know. fine. Fine, not fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's autocorrect and you reading what I write. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, I, again, when I was, sorry, background, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I have any, like, really great examples of animal handling because again most of the time and I have not admittedly I have not run as many games as, as you but I most of the time get like I want a pet all of a sudden it's mm -hmm. like all right there you go and then it becomes and then that can definitely turn into well you now you need to roll a, a survive to get away yeah <laughs> I mean you just gotta and that's and you know what though to be fair it is one of those skills that not a lot of people give give enough, a, credit, enough to. credit to and they don't really think about all that often to be quite honest like like for your fighter friend like he he's a fighter he just bash it you know what I mean but no he gave he gave it he a, noticed and yeah. he's like this is what I want to do yeah I'm gonna give it a try you know it's just not one of those things that gets thought about on mm -hmm. a regular basis it's really not no in, in terms of skills. No, unless someone, like, wants a pet. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> that's the main thing I run like, across. <laughs> that's an okay to think about, but, like, you gotta think outside that box. Like, right. you're not just talking a cat that'll follow you around. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, which is fine. You can have a cat follow you around, but it's better when you can, like, think of other things to do with it. Yeah. Um, and, like... If I ever have someone who's like, oh, what's animal handling? I was like, well, it's, you know, it's dealing with animals. Like, if you got a guard dog that you're trying mm -hmm. to keep quiet or, you know, whatever, that's how you can use it. They're like, well, can I do this? I'm like, maybe. And if they're like, well, I don't know. It's like, but, like, if you want to be good with animals, fucking get it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, and it's like a, one of those opportunities where, like, I make sure to insert, like, if you come up with something clever, ask me to do it. Right. Don't not take this now because it seems restricted. No, if you right. want to be cool with animals, yeah. just remember, ask me to do something clever. <laughs> right, right. And remember. we'll find out where the boundaries are and maybe you'll be fucking awesome. Right. You know, don't just say, no, nah, I'm not going to take it. I'll take nature because that's more useful. Like, right, yeah. that That's... Like, if your heart, if your gut goes, oh, animal handling... Can pick it. I'm gonna be a beast master. <laughs> yeah, like if you ever go, ooh, I want that. Take, take it. it. Yeah, do take it. it. Do it. <laughs> something. Um, I, I mean, something that can definitely be applied to all skills. Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't discard any just because you don't think that it could be useful. There are many instances where you might come across a situation where you're like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> like, yeah. see how this works out. Yep. In animal handling. Can be one of those skills. Yeah. For sure. Like with your fighter. Especially in 5th edition, because, and a lot of people forget it, I regularly forget to do it. Because my my brain has been trained 
growing up on third edition and into fourth edition. Right. Um, where this is the skill, this is the ability. Mm-hmm. But in fifth edition, that's not the way it works. It, on the character sheet, it seems like it because mm-hmm. it gives you the most often uh, combined ability. Mm-hmm. But you could do animal handling intelligence roles if you want to be like, I've read every book on pets ever. Mm-hmm. I know this pet's favorite food. I'm going to feed it its favorite right, food. Right. You know, that's not going to be a wisdom where you're like judging the reaction of the pet. You are basing that off of your knowledge of what this type of creature does and does not like. Mm-hmm. So that would be an animal handling intelligence check. So that's why when you like when you read it, mm-hmm. it specifically said both. Right. Then that's the way all of the 5th edition um, products are syntaxed mm-hmm. with both of them because there are occasions when it could be different. So, like, um, it would be difficult in this edition. Um, but, like, so, like, 4th edition, you had reflex as a right. defense. Yep. But that was based off intelligence or dex. One of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Because you know how you're basically dodging things like Sherlock. Right, exactly. Uh, if you used intelligence. Which is great. Um, and in 5th edition, you could technically do an athletics intelligence check if you can make the argument for it and the situation is right. Like, if you are trying to, like, jump off a 20-foot cliff, mm-hmm. might not necessarily be dex. You might just say, okay, this is where I'm going to hit, this is how I'm going to roll, like, like oh... Uh, th- there's a flat ground here, and then there's an incline here. This is my safer bet. Like, right. if you can make that argument, you know, and it, it means you can't necessarily use the stats on the page. True. You have to do some math at the table, because you could be like, oh, am I proficient? And then my intelligence bonus. Right. right. Um, but that's, that's one of the things I really love about 5th edition, and animal handling is the same thing. Because imagine... Like a dire wolf, mm-hmm. or uh, like a uh, an alpha wolf. Like if you are trying to like just get it to submit right. instead of like trying to kill the whole pack. Right, exactly. That could be a strength animal handling check. Right. You know where you're literally wrestling this wolf into submission instead yeah. of you because you're con- you're convincing it through strength. I mean, there's yeah. so many ways to do stuff like that. And I can think of plenty of, like, bird-related options, because birds are so smart, that it'd be intelligence animal handling. Yeah. Um, or if you're, like, a bard and you just want to make cute noises to the animal, and like, maybe um, they're, like, apes or monkeys. Charisma animal handling. Right, You know, yeah. there's, there's all kinds of ways you can do it. Um, and I think... Animal handling is just so underused and so potentially flexible compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. And it's it's not bogged down in, like, some preconceived notion. It's bogged down in the lack of preconceived notion. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. Because it's just one of those... Even even now, you know, I, certain players, as you've mentioned, you know, you mention it to them. Like, oh, well, what is this? So especially a new player. Like, oh, well, you know, like... How well do you want to be with animals? How how mm-hmm. is that important to you and your character? Yeah, 
And a lot of the times it's like, oh, well, it doesn't really do... Like, they get the sense that it doesn't really do anything for them, but it really depends on what you yeah, do it with does, it. it. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, this isn't... This isn't a computer program. Exactly. That you're, like, going, okay, this is what it can do. Right. This is... How do I max <laughs> This is a box of tools, and you're going, okay, what ways can I use this tool... Exactly. ...that people haven't thought of? Yeah. Um, and it's... You just gotta come at it from that angle and make awesome characters. Mm -hmm. Because you're just... You're not bogging yourself down with... Yeah. The, the min-maxing. Yeah. Like... Something, something I've always thought would be really cool... And again, this is, oh gosh, I hope, I hope a campaign can get that far, but like higher levels, like much higher levels, say just as a, as a easy example, say it's a druid mm -hmm. and you have the animal handling and say it's like this incredibly large fight, but you have animal handling. You may even have, um, the, is it circle of the moon where you can change beast shape? Is that, Do beast shape? Yeah. 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 That that's, that's moon. Well, yeah. I mean, you can do beast shape for, but. It's, yeah, yeah, it's but you yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like I just picture like a druid, say a player at the table is just like, you know what? I'm gonna try to see if I can get any animals to join the fight and be on our side. Like you yeah. could have birds attack people, you know what I mean? Things like that. I mean, I don't know if that would work. Potentially, there's a chance of failure, but at higher levels, especially if you've been doing it for a while in the campaign, if you're working towards like making those associations with certain animals, right. you could make that so, so cool. <laughs> actually brings something up that I wasn't going to talk about that I didn't even think of, but... Oh, good. Um, so you know Acquisitions Inc., right? Yes. The Penny Arcade. Oh, yeah. Have, mm -hmm. you ever, have you watched any of the C-Team? I have not, actually. Uh, the C-Team's really good. It's run by um, Jerry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Omen. Yep. But the C-Team is a, a franchise of Ack Inc., um, and they do it every week. But because it's a stream and they get the audience involved, uh, each one of them has, like, a special ability. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not built into the rules. It's just, like, the special ability that they have defined. Mm -hmm. And when viewers um, donate bits or whatever, I really don't know how Twitch works, but <laughs> they donate them to a specific character, and when you get 5,000, you get a point. And you can use a point for advantage, or you can use two points to use your special ability. Okay. Um, and the druid, ha her special ability is forest friends. Oh, awesome. But... I already like... I just like it. <laughs> but the thing about it, and Jerry's really good at it, is, like, he, he wants you to, like, describe what you want to do with it. Right. And then he calls for a role. But, like, a lot of times for forest friends, it's like an animal. It might be an animal handling check. Right, yeah. Um... But there's no, it's like, no, there's no limit to what that is. Because the the basics of Forest Friends is you are calling upon, like, this huge swarm, essentially. But uh, the, the population of insert animal type that you're trying to do and what you're trying to do with it here. Yeah. So, like, they had to get, um, what's the easiest one to explain? So they're going down this, like, river rapids in the Underdark. And at <laughs> okay. one point... She calls forest friends and she calls cave fish to like help bolster and maneuver the bow. The bow. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's just like, but he wants to make it successful, dependent on the role as well, because like that's a super yeah. powerful ability. Yeah. So like, exactly. how much success you get depends on your role. Animal handling. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. So like, you can 
add mechanics that utilize skills in new and creative, weird, crazy yeah, ways. Exactly. Um, it's yeah, it's so much cool, fun, so yeah. cool. I think another part of the problem for animal handling too is that in certain situations, it's never like like as an example that you just brought up with the raft and, <laughs> and the fish. Like, I feel like a lot of times, player wise. It's never like, oh, well, what's around me? It's like, what, just what's happening? You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, I'm in the forest, like, what do I see? What's around me? What creatures can I use? It's more just like, oh, God, we need to kill it or we're going to die. You know what I mean? I think that that's part of the problem, too, is that, you know, for it, it's like, wherever you are, there's some sort of creature or something that might be able to help or or make it more interesting in some aspect. I mean, I... I would not mind adding that mechanic. Obviously, we'd have to use a different method of, like, charging it. Right. Um, because we don't, like, play on Twitch. Exactly. Um, but, like, I really like that mechanic where you have an ability that is based on your overall character mm-hmm. and not just, like, your class. So, like, one of the other ones is this old halfling woman who's a monk. But her special ability is Grimomancy. <laughs> and... It gets kind of flexible on how she uses it. It's very, like, manipulation of shadows, monk-ass crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm pretty Sound sure it. there's been a few <laughs> moments when she's used Grandmancy for very grandma-based shit. <laughs> um, which calls for a separate role. But right. I really like the idea of, like, this extra just, like singular resource that, like, allows you to play up your character outside of the mechanics, Mm -hmm. but still rolling one of the mechanics, so that you can do stuff like, oh, I really like animals. Like, I'm a fighter, I like animals, I want, you know, like, I want to use my Beastmaster-ass ability (laughs) and fucking pull this tiger shark out of the ground. (laughs) And have it be our friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, those are really cool moments, and... I'd like to find a way to add that to the game because, <laughs> yeah. like, and it helps you think of ways to use these skills that you never would otherwise. Normally, yeah. Like, normally, you can't just call fish to help you raft, right? By and, animal handling, and you know that's something too in terms of the game, like thinking about certain skills um, and abilities and and spells and all of that. Thinking outside the box with them, no matter if it's animal handling or what else. Like, that's going to keep the game interesting for everybody. You know what I mean? DM, player, like, anybody at the table is going to be like, oh, yeah, like, we can do some, we can do whatever we want to do, right? We can try. Push push the boundaries of those rules. Change the ones that your table goes, yeah, we need to change this because that idea, awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, totally not animal handling, but as an example, my character was an alchemist had the uh, cloak of useful things, useful items. Mm-hmm. One of the patches that I rolled for was a horse. <laughs> so I pulled off the patch. Poor horse. I mean, kind of, yeah. Did you eat him? No, I, I pulled off the I pulled off the patch and I just threw it at the enemy. This horse just landed on her. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know what? I'm just fucking, I'm going to do it. Like, what? <laughs> well, we're... On the topic of animals, but off the topic of animal handling, (laughs) Um, there is a spell combo in, I think you can do it in Pathfinder, I know you can do it in 
versions of third edition, mm-hmm. um, you can a sufficiently high enough level priest cleric can create water, mm-hmm. um, and with the right um, other kind of spell or the right timing, depending mm-hmm. on how how lenient your DM is with this <laughs> and how much of the plan you have to tell him before you start rolling. Right. You can create a sufficient amount of water to hold a blue whale, which is fucking huge. Yeah, that's a lot. eventually you can create a lot of water. You just never yeah. have the need to do it. Right. Here's the thing. Like, so... The summoning spell, like, if you're going to summon a blue whale, you need water for it to be summoned into. Into, yeah. Um, although, personally, I think the argument can be made that because the blue whale doesn't have to breathe water, you don't. But I guess it kind of needs water to survive. I digress. Yeah. That argument you, can be made another time. You create water in the air, <laughs> yeah. summon the blue whale into it above the enemy I mean, group. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the end. Gra- See you let later, gravity do, do the, the rest. rest. <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a hitchhiker's guide moment <laughs> minus right? a flower pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best moment ever. But like yeah, the, you're using animals in ways you never thought you might. <laughs> Like, I mean, that's per- perfect, but yeah, the, the horse thing was another like... Another wizard an uh, invisible wall that you right? shape like a bull. You just convex it, it, put the mm-hmm. water in there, get the blue whale, and then just dismiss the wall. Yeah, and we're done. <laughs> and ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. But we could actually take it further. There's another 5th edition. Um, I would have to watch it again. Oh, what is the YouTube channel? Something Forge? Um, is this one that I actually D&D know? Forge. Uh, they have uh, funny videos where they, they like min-max the rules. And oh, they know. narrate it like some crazy old wizard. Oh, really? Uh, it's crazy. hilarious. But one of the options is you summon... Uh, what is it? Summon woodland creatures in 5th edition? I don't remember if that's it. You can summon fey creatures. One of the options is, like, three fairies. Um, if the number's wrong, I'm sorry. I'm just doing this off memory. Okay. But then you use another spell. Mm-hmm. So you use another spell. Or maybe you get the fairy to summon another fairy. I don't know. There's, like, this chain that you can use that makes sure concentration isn't a problem. Right. But essentially what you end up with mm. is, like, a level five druid oh. who summons fairies that end up T-Rexes. What? Yeah. <laughs> because you turn them into T-Rexes because, like, the the chain of concentration mm-hmm. and effect essentially means that, like, you get control over, uh, like, quarter of a dozen T-Rexes with, like, a hundred HP. Okay. Um, yeah, it's crazy, but... That reminds me is that if in older editions or newer editions you summon animals, mm-hmm. getting them to do complex things outside the right. bounds of the spell, right. animal handling. Because yeah. animal handling, you can, I'm pretty sure you can be like, attack, guard, yeah. sit. And like, but simple, like, simple commands. Why not, not. go crazy <laughs> with it? Like, like, get a dog. Why not, people? Why not? Animal handling, summon a dog or a pack of dogs. And use animal handling to try to get them to sniff out a criminal. Right. That's 
more complex than is within the details of the spell, but with a good animal handling role, why not? Yeah. Um, just get creative. Could definitely work out in your favor. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, just get creative. Just do, just do stupid things. <laughs> it's all good. Because they're only <laughs> stupid if you die. Right. And even then, it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> right? So, yeah. In terms of animal handling, highly underutilized. Yeah. The line um, between stupid and awesome. Actually, no. We just established that there is no line. The line yeah. between stupid and incredibly genius is a die roll. Exactly. Yep. And that's... So train in animal handling. Yeah, yeah. And also remember that for other skills, because yeah. same applies. Yeah, and do the same thing. Like, um, your your knowledge skills, religion, arcana, nature, come up with ways to use them that are more active. Right. Like, if like talk to your DM, or if you are a DM, think about letting uh, a nature person use it to, like, I don't know, cure poison ivy. Like... You know, create a salve for poison ivy, or get someone to stop sneezing. You know, just something simple. Um, Maybe if you're in the jungle, you can use nature um, to find a plant. I'm not going to say it's cocoa, um, but (laughs) But chew on some cocoa leaves and maybe you get rid of one level of exhaustion. (laughs) Right. From a nature check. doesn't have to be a survival check. You know, let them... Explore. Give more use yeah. to, and um, the angry GM has uh, num- a couple really good articles about utilizing skills actively and passively. Right. Um, and how one of the things 5th edition should have done is address that and really created the idea and support for all skills having an active and passive thing. Right. Because you have passive perception, you have active perception. Right, exactly. I agree. Um, and I think something like knowledge yeah. should be a passive religion yeah, yeah, check. absolutely. It should just be a 10 plus your bonus. Research is your active yes. religion check. A ritual is an active religion check. But, yes. like, those skills are... For they are essentially knowledges, but you're actively doing it. But you either know something or you don't. Right. Um, exactly. He writes about it really well and makes some really good me- like mechanical design points as well as just logical points. Yeah. Um, and you really kind of you have to would get have to get into the mindset to play that way. Yeah. Um, and have a string of numbers as the GM for right. everyone's passive everything. Yeah. But um but it's this, I mean it's a really clever and yes. obvious way of addressing a lot of problems and adding a lot of dimension to mm-hmm. the skills you have. Right. Um, and that's something too like and I I agree with that wholeheartedly just because um there are, like there are situations where as a character you're not just like oh I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you you're if you are actively in a situation that's more dangerous than another, like, you're on the lookout for certain things. Yeah. And you might be able to say specifics to that that might help in terms of the passive or, or active. Right. But, but, you know, it's not just but like... There's, and there's other ways you can do it. Like, if you know this person is always on the lookout for traps... Right. Exactly. You apply... You maybe give them a bonus to their passive perception. Right. Um, in terms of traps. Right. And that's something the DM has to consider when they're making it, because they really have to decide 
would this person know about it or not? Exactly. Um, and Another piece. <laughs> some people might not like that because it's just kind of like, well, you know, why would you, like, but it also depends if that's the person looking for it. Because, like, if right. you go without your ranger, yeah. well, then that passive perception that the DM knew, the, if the DM may have known the ranger would find that trap. Right. Like, not if the ranger doesn't go first. Right, exactly. Um, so or isn't there entirely? It, it adds layers, but I don't think they're bad layers. Um, and I think they, they encourage the type of thinking that more people need to do to get more use out of things like Handle Animal. Um, and there's even, like, uh, like athletics. People are like, well, how do you do that one? How do you passive athletics? Endurance. Yeah. There used to be an endurance skill. Yeah, there did, yeah. There's not one anymore. Don't make everything constitution saves, you mm-hmm. know? Um, determine how long someone can hold their breath by their passive athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are ways of doing all these things. And um, if you are if you want to know more about that, look up the Angry GM. Yes, and definitely. passive active skills, essentially. Um, yeah. I don't remember what the article title is, but he's got a couple and really good ideas just how to do it. Yeah. It's um, a good conversation. And I think, I think if we're going to do another at table, fourth edition game, like start a new one. Yeah. Um, I have to finish murdering you and the other two first. Stop it. Just not me. You guys are murdering yourselves. Yeah, typical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if we start another one, remind me if mm. you're involved because I think we'll try to do that. But I think it yeah. requires you kind of got to yeah. start there. Yeah, and you have definitely everyone have, yeah. under that understanding and, and, like, and have everybody understand it too. Yeah. We would have to develop it. As a habit. Yeah. And that's, it's For harder sure. to do from the center of a campaign. Yeah, you gotta start with it. Definitely. Um, yeah. So. We've wound our way from animal handling. Yeah. To being badasses to using skills in weird ways. And animals and in weird awesome ways. awesome ways. <laughs> yes, without handling them. <laughs> or one could argue that you did handle them well. <laughs> Insert no innuendo here. That just complicates everything. Yeah. Um, your innuendo is your own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the only thing that I'm going to mention in terms Mm -hmm. of updates for this episode is, uh, stay tuned. Uh, there have been some technical difficulties in terms of some power outages on our side of the world. (laughs) If any of you live in the Northeast, yeah, (laughs) um, and I know a lot of our patrons do, (laughs) uh, it's a shit show. Uh, so I mean, I cut my finger in February, but March... The first weekend in March, we had a hurricane. Yeah. Like, a, a September hurricane. hurricane. We lost power all weekend. Yeah. I lost power six times. Yeah, it's been um, great. Over the course of four days, I had power for approximately three quarters of a day. We've also had two nor'easters. Yeah. Well, technically, the first one was a nor'easter. Easter. It just wasn't cold enough to snow. No, no. It's still a nor'easter. Uh, but <laughs> ten days later, we had a, another nor'easter. Um yeah. It was a blizzard. We had a shit ton of snow. We lost power again for three yep. days. Uh, the only reason I got editing on Agents of Farsight done was because my laptop has a battery yeah. and work had power on day two. Yeah. And I got to charge it. So, in terms of the updates... March has been crazy. Yeah. In terms of the updates, just stay with us. We've got plenty more things coming and uh, we try to keep you as updated as possible. Um, especially... Some stuff we've skipped. Some yes, we're yeah. doing late. We're trying to balance the 
catching up and not skipping too much. Yep. Yep. But um, we'll get back on track yeah. soon enough. So we're getting there. Stay with us, everybody, and we appreciate your support as always on that. So and uh, do your prayers to the weather gods. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Dope. Dope. <laughs> Just no more power outages. <laughs> so that's key. Um, days off work. I can't afford that. Nobody can, man. <laughs> Dan can. He gets a salary. Uh-huh. Dan. <laughs> uh, you don't even listen. <laughs> ah, good, good. Trash talk. Yeah. <laughs> Doing shit on Dan. You don't know who Dan it is. It is. The shit talk uh, Dan. He's a good guy, I guess. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up this episode of The Untamed Grant. Uh, be sure to check out our blog. It's www.thewanderingalchemist.com. It's got previous episodes of The Rant, our actual play podcasts. Um, you can also check out the blog for tips, tricks, and weekly articles on tabletop gaming and our general nerdiness. Yes. We also love what we do. Um, but before I mention the Patreon, I do have to mention that on the blog, the actual play podcast pages... Probably not going to work anymore. Oh, no. Because we switched over to Pippa.io because it is cheaper and I can have separate feeds for our different podcasts. So here's an update. (laughs) Which means that I can't create playlists anymore like I used to be able to with SoundCloud. Uh, So those are going to be edited, but you can still search for Untamed Dice, where you'll find the Untamed Rant, on everything iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find Agents of Farsight on all those things as a separate feed. Perfect. So I will be rearranging the site-based listening. Um, but all in all, you're better off using whatever the hell podcast provider you prefer. I still will keep up posts when new episodes come out. But in terms of the, the collective playlist pages, uh, those might go away or be compressed just because we have a new host mm-hmm. but if you do want to become a patron yeah and help pay for things like our hosting which is super helpful you guys just paid for the next year of the website um, go to patreon.com search for the wandering alchemist and we will give you stuff uh, all new patrons get a welcome package with wristbands uh, vinyl stickers and every patron Every month gets entered into the dice giveaway. We give out two sets of dice every month. And fun fact, as of today, I ordered dice from tabletoploop.com. Better dice, nicer dice that you guys will get. In addition, the kind folks at tabletoploop.com have a coupon code for you. So if you become a patron, you'll find out what that coupon code is. Indeed. And you can get 10% off your order if you don't win dice. Or if you just want more dice, because who doesn't want more dice? Um, I do. We're so close to other goals, and I'm switching goals up and talking to patrons about that. So, lots of stuff in the works. Lots yeah. of lots of movement at the beginning of 2018. Yeah. Um, so, if you would like to contact us directly with questions, comments, or to invite us to a cat trick school, uh, please use the contact information located on the website. Um, as always, I am the Untamed Scribe. And I am the Wandering Alchemist. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.